Star Atlas, the record-shattering token sale on Solana and FTX that's building the metaverse gaming economy. Both Atlas and Polis now have a combined market cap of over $6 billion. Their IDO reached an oversubscription rate of 5,000% on FTX and oversubscription rate of 3,400% on Solana's Radium. How did Michael Wagner, the CEO and founder at Star Atlas, build a massive community of gamers and creators to launch this AAA title metaverse game within the Solana ecosystem? Star Atlas is also a client of CrowdCreate. Listen, and you'll learn how he did it in this interview. Hey guys, I'm Michael Wagner, co-founder and CEO of Star Atlas. It's been a really wild year. I mean, we just formally announced the, the company back in January. So like January 9th, and this was following a, a couple of months of pre-production planning. So really towards the tail end of 2020 and mid-2020 is when we conceptualized Star Atlas. But tail end, uh, we kind of um, closed on, on some relationships with Solana and with Project Serum and, and you know, the kind of the crew behind Project Serum, which includes Alameda Research and, and FTX. But um, we were able to get the endorsement of the concept at the end of 2020. Um, that took us into the announcement in January. But to your exact point, I mean, we've already delivered a number of products over the course of the year. And this took place while we were scaling the company, while we were, you know, generating revenue and, and, uh, and kind of funding. And uh, so that all, you know, that started with the NFT marketplace that we created. It was the first delivered on Solana. Um, and we developed that platform exclusively for um, well, NFTs that would be sold from Star Atlas, but really for the rebirth campaign. So that was the, the digital art uh, uh, multimedia meta poster campaign. It was over 14 weeks. Um, you know, that event generated some six and a half million dollars in revenue for us, but I'd say more importantly is that was our first opportunity to present to people the immersion and the, the experience that would be the, the, the metaverse in the future, right? So we started to reveal some of the background and lore of the game. Um, we had the, these posters were all augmented um, with uh, augmented reality or enhanced with augmented reality. And uh, we collaborated with a number of mainstream musicians like Blondish and Bass Jackers and Deadmau5 uh, to produce audio soundscapes behind these. And there were a ton of people just sharing them on social media. So that was one of the coolest things for us to see is, you know, these were digital collectibles. They were the first experience of Star Atlas and people absolutely loved them. So that felt really good. That kind of propelled us through July and July was just an absolutely massive month. Uh, we released our game economics and tokenomics white paper. We released a brand new website that's also really immersive and draws you into the metaverse. The cinematic teaser trailer that you uh, referred to you know, I'll, I'll give a lot of credit to Danny Floyd, our chief product officer here, because he is really, really good at balancing the masculine and the feminine. You would be surprised how often that comes up in our conversations kind of behind the scenes, um, you know, because gamers tend to, it like generally is overweighted towards males, right? Men play with more games than women. That demographic is shifting. Um, but yeah, I think he found a great balance in the production of that cinematic trailer and in attracting the attention of women as well you know, in a very subtle way. Um, so anyway, that came out and then we launched our TGE, the token generation events so that was across FTX and Radium and Apollo. Uh, that was a massive success. And most I recently- take a, I wanna take a pause here cause you got sure. a lot there. <laughs> so, much, so much, yeah. So I wanna talk about early on. So you got a, you got a collab, you said with some of those artists. Mm -hmm. um, how did you get those collaborations so early on? Because, you know, you didn't even you do your token generation event. You didn't even launch the ships yet. How did you get so much excitement and from these like big, big artists? How did you do it? 
you know, it's, it's um, once again, it's going to be a lot of credit given to my team here. So Pablo was leading up, Pablo Piroga is our chief revenue officer. Um, and he was leading up a lot of the business development and outreach. Um, now we happen to have a, a great connection through one of our third party marketing providers, uh, Magic View to, um, to contact Marlon with Base Shackers. And that was kind of the first deal that we cemented. But, um, uh, you know, Pablo landed up, uh, landed relationships with group like, groups like um, like CMG, right? And CMG was the entity behind the Neil Armstrong estate. So when we launched the Legends poster uh, that was dedicated to Neil awesome. Armstrong in collaboration with SpaceX and in collaboration with uh, the United States Space Force, like that was all driven through that relationship. So um, it helps, you know, we, we definitely had uh, revenue sharing um, models included in all of those, but uh, I'll tell you beyond the money, the, the people that we did collaborate with are so supportive. Right, and they love everything that we're doing, and so um, I'm just looking forward to us producing events in the future, like in-game music festivals uh, or in metaverse music festivals with with some of these artists. That is so cool. Yeah, so it sounds like relationships were a big part of that, and I think um, you mentioned you know these augmented art pieces. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't see that very often. I think the last person I talked to, uh, Trevor Jones. So Trevor Jones. Actually, that's someone you should you should collaborate with. I'd love to connect to you. But okay. he makes these, uh, I think it's called the Bitcoin Angel, but he makes these pieces where you point a phone in it, similar to what you have with your augmented pieces. But like, I'm surprised more people aren't doing that. But it's like, it's awesome. Yeah, I have to be honest. My head is kind of buried in the sand. Just everything Star Atlas right now, it's all consuming. But I'm, so I miss, I miss a lot of what's going on in the space. You know, I'm, my, my personal portfolio is completely neglected. I have no <laughs> idea what's going on there, but um, it's just hard. There's so much innovation and creativity that's being launched. So uh, I'm not completely in tune, just very, uh, very focused on Star Atlas, but heads um, down. Heads down for sure, but open to collaborations always, right? So taking yes. a lot of phone calls and, and partnership uh, conversations. So Mike, uh, I do want to chat there. So I guess this is because um, a lot of people, they see, you know, how successful you've been. They see these, you know, these ships selling out. They see your token generation event. But I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm always on these calls and people are like, hey, I wanted this yesterday. But, you know, that today doesn't happen without the grit and the time and the effort of the team. And. Can you kind of tell us like what, what happened behind the scenes to, to get you where you are today? Like, what was it like? I mean, it, you know, it was uh, just a lot of strategy and, and kind of well orchestrated execution of, of all of these concepts and just a lot of planning. I mean, you know, the stuff that people don't see are the, the tens of hours and, and, you know, per day. Or, or hundreds of hours per week that we're all putting in. I mean, a lot of us have been pulling all-nighters when we have a major launch, you know, and it might be a week at a time where we're sleeping two hours a night, making sure everything's dialed in and, and getting it done. But uh, again, that's not credit to me. That's to all of the people on the team that are just so passionate and enthusiast, uh, enthusiastic about what the potential of what we're building actually will become. So, um, but the other cool part about that is as much as it's grit, you know, and it's hard work and it's dedication, a lot of time, we actually love it. You know, we all love what we're doing. So it's, it's, uh, it sounds cliche, but it, it's like, if you like what you do, you don't work a day in your life. And I think in many cases, we just, we see how disruptive and transformative the concept can be. Uh, for us, this is, it's not about the money. It, it's about introducing this technology and the potential of this product to the world that really excites us um, and keeps us, keeps us going. Oh, that's awesome. And I can feel that energy from you. 
even yeah. though you might be a little bit low on sleep, but you, <laughs> I can tell you're passionate. I, I was just looking at it on YouTube and I actually bring up Star Atlas a lot. And I have to ask, like, how many interviews did you actually do? <laughs> They're nonstop. I, my, uh, you know, our marketing and comms team is very effective at, and, and uh, PR team at Waxman is very effective at landing uh, these, these interviews. And, and, you know, people want to talk about it. And I'm, I'm really happy to uh, jump on interviews and discuss it because I want to make sure that we're disseminating information appropriately. It's so easy for misinformation to get propagated across not only cryptocurrency, but games and, and the whole like the tech ecosystem. And so um, it, it's, it's definitely heavy on the interview schedule for me right now and conference circuit for me, but um, you know, this is important. This is, this is the opportunity for us to share the vision and talk about the roadmap and, and, uh, and talk about the possibilities. So do you uh, have a count on your wall? Like how many, how many interviews you've done? <laughs> I totally lost. I totally lost count. My parents, my parents love to see them. And I, you know, every once in a while, I come back with a huge backlog of links, you know, that somebody on my team's prepared. And I'm like, here you go. Here's 15 hours of me talking about <laughs> mostly the same thing, but you know, you'll get to hear it slightly differently. That's yeah. incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I can't tell you how many founders like they're like, hey, if I just got one or two of these influencer videos, I, I've got it. And I'm like, I always pull up Starless. Like, look at how many interviews Michael did. Like that you can't 2x speed an interview. Those happen at 1x speed. And right. Yeah. <laughs> no, and we have a super supportive um, you know, if you want to call them like KOLs or influencers as well. They uh so many people are producing content on Starless right now. So I do feel like we've reached the critical mass where enough people um, want to talk about the, you know, about Starless itself. And so between uh, myself providing interviews, but also, you know, the, the different um, people producing content on YouTube, it's, it's almost unavoidable at this point, which is just amazing for us to see internally. You know, it's just so rewarding. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Hold on. So, Okay, so now now we're finished talking about like how hard it was because that was a really big topic I wanted to touch upon. Um, and then you were talking about your token generation event and you're even talking about your collabs with like FTX. And I know you had some, I just I just talked to someone from FTX last week and he's like, yeah, I love Star Atlas, but <laughs> I saw the ship. You have a ship that has a unique skin that has FTX and it's like this super sweet teal, uh, teal blue. Like yeah. how did those collabs come through? And talk to me about actually the token generation event, because there's a lot of questions like from Radium. I did a deep dive. Like, mm -hmm. I'd love to hear from you. You know, I think, um, I guess just to touch on the, the complications, it's, uh, you, you, you know, from our past conversations, I've been in the space a long time. And so I've gone through a lot of these, uh, let's call them opportunities um, that get presented, whether it was, you know, ICOs in 2017 or various ways to participate in the earlier years. Um, and more recently, IDEOs. Uh, to me, it wasn't very complicated. We, we tried to uh, share all of the instructions and information necessary to participate. Um, you know, um, the current model is that the, all of the launch pads have a token, a native token staking requirement. So for FTX, it was FTT. And for mm -hmm. Radium, it was the RAID token. And for Apollo X, it was the paid token. Um, you know, it, it this is kind of the new world, though, of, of these, um, if you want to call it a crowdfunding platform. Um, these are pretty common mechanics, but what we underestimated was the amount of uh, uh, interest we have from the new, the nascent 
gaming and, and nascent crypto community or user, right? So people that really have never interacted with a MetaMask wallet or a Phantom wallet, you know, an in-browser plugin and don't understand that they have to purchase these secondary tokens and stake them to get access, things like this. So um, in hindsight, there's a few things that we would have done differently for the IDO. Um, it really on paper looked pretty straightforward. And the reason we split it up across the three venues is that we really do care about providing fair access to everyone. And so there were different mechanics for each, you know, two lotteries through FTX and through Radium. And then one that was, we actually had a dedicated pool for people that had purchased posters in the rebirth campaign. So uh, we, we created this ticketing system that meant that they would get guaranteed access to that, that one isolated pool. And then the other one was the, you know, for the paid community. So, um, yeah, you know, I think, I think again, room for improvement, great lesson for us. It's still obviously sold out. I mean, it, it, it blew out, um, but we want to make these experiences uh, friendly, seamless, and, and kind of like better response moving forward. Oh, you broke it down so, so, you know, simply, but I know the amount of time and research it took to get those put together, it must've been, oh, you must've moved moons to get there. <laughs> Well, we are, yeah, I mean, we're, we're planning, you know, probably six months out ahead right now, three to six months out ahead right now. So things that are actually being implemented right at the moment, it, well, I, I, I would caveat that. So things that are being implemented now were definitely considered and strategized on months ago. We keep a pretty dynamic mindset in terms of execution, if anything changes, as things frequently do here. Um, but, you know, the other thing that makes it challenging for the engineering team is that not only are we rolling these products out, um, but they need to produce hot fixes and patches and, you know, take into account user feedback. And so while we're continuously develop developing into the future, we introduce a little bit of this tech debt where we have to resolve all the past issues, but we also have to move forward at the same time. So, um, but our team is great. Um, again, I, I cannot commend the team enough because we just have super talented people that are very passionate and uh, they are driving this forward for sure. That's so cool. And I, you always give thanks to your team. And I really, I really commend you on how um, you made sure that all your previous supporters, you know, they got, they got a piece of that and you spread it out between those, making a pool for those people that got a specific, you know, art piece. That's, I often see projects overlook this and they just launch it because it's about the token, but I can feel and I can hear from you how the community is that important. And that's something I wanted to touch upon. Like, how did you create this vibrant community? Um, it is probably one of the strongest, and I can tell you, as we talk to investors, even on the investor side, a lot of them are like, I, I love Star Atlas. It's different. And how did you do that? That's incredible. Uh, well, many thanks to you guys. You, we were <laughs> we worked with you early um, to establish some of these relationships. So the you know the the crowd create relationship was helpful, was beneficial. Um, you know, I, I think the product concept itself is something that's attractive to, to people and we can uh, ignite the imagination and what's possible so that, you know, that'll help. But I would also um, uh, give credit to the Solana and FTX and Project Serum teams. You know, we saw that as an opportunity when we were forming the relationship with them early on because, um, and I talk about this frequently, but back in August of 2020, Solana wasn't very well known, you know, and there were maybe 20 to 25 projects building on the platform or in the ecosystem. And, and we saw the potential of the, of the ecosystem. Um, but we also saw that we could create this synergistic, mutually beneficial relationship from the start where we could not only attract users to Solana, 
um, but they could kind of bootstrap our, um, our, our publicity, if you will, to the, uh, and communications to the public in attracting the Solana user base, existing user base to Star Alpha. So that was really the kicking off point, but um, everything that we've executed on has been tailored towards also forming and solidifying the community and making sure that people feel valued. We hear their feedback, um, they're able to contribute we listen to people, we, we implement changes like quite rapidly when we get feedback, either positive or negative. Um, but you know, from the value equation, once again, looking at what we accomplished with Rebirth, that wasn't just about making money for us, it was about getting people interested in what Star, Star Atlas would become and rewarding those people for kind of taking the chance of purchasing a piece of digital art from us. So um, I think having, um, and I would also add there, you know, I'm, we all are very transparent with the public. We host regular town halls in our Discord, and this is an open Q&A for anybody in the public. We bring people on stage, they can ask any question they want, and we address those questions, we address concerns, and we also, you know, we, we certainly appreciate any of the positive feedback that they give us. But um, I, I think it's just um, largely, we're interactive, we're there, we're talking. I'm in Discord with the, with the community. I'm on Telegram with the community. And, um, you know, we just make sure that people aren't ignored and, and they appreciate that. And it's, it's certainly helped us grow. You know, the biggest projects I know, like Celsius, you know, with Alex Mashinsky, the founder, you know, you are extremely involved in the community. And like, he's hosting these AMAs weekly and you're hosting, like, I just see this like similar vein where like the strongest entrepreneurs today have this like, they give the community very close access to what's actually going on in the team. And so that's, that's so awesome. And Michael, I know we've had you at our conferences before. And I always say like that, this guy has, this guy has something different about him. <laughs> he's he's going to make it happen. I really do care. I care, I care about the integrity of the company about, uh, you know, my personal integrity and, and um, it's, it's something that uh, weighs heavily on me is, is people's perception just because, uh, you know, again, having been in the space so long, having narrowly avoided some scams and having having been compromised by some scams myself and losing money and losing people that become uh, or losing because people become disinterested or incapable of continuing to develop a, a product. And um, it's very, very important to me that everybody kind of understands where we're coming from, that we have this long term perspective on this. Uh, and again, the passion. Um, it's, it's the fact that it's not about the money for us, it's about the product, um, I think goes a long way. And I have no problem communicating that with people and, and want people to get the info that they need because it instantly just calms emotions, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I want to look forward a little, and I know we've kind of talked about kind of step back, look at, look at what's happened, but I want to like step forward and say like, hey, what's next? What's next for Star Atlas? Because you've built this amazing foundation you have the community you have the epic ships and I, I wish that i had a ship like that today but i'm gonna have to probably wait a few more years in the metaverse <laughs> well um yeah we have some really cool stuff so you know i kind of left it off at the tge yep. so moving forward just the, the past two weeks we've been executing on our galactic asset offering so that was the first drop that we executed on where we sold game assets to the community and we're selling ships now uh, because they are going to have utility in the upcoming mini game release. Now, before I talk about that, we actually have an enrollment process that's rolling out on September 21st. It's a, it's a week from today, but September 21st, um, we're flipping the switch on user registration, user profiles, uh, faction selection. 
um, you know, we have those three factions in the game. And so you'll be able to choose your faction, uh, guild registration, our own unique take on um, uh, Star Atlas naming service, which is kind of like the Ethereum naming service or Solana naming service, but it's for securing your, your handle inside Star Atlas. Um, those things are all coming online next week. And uh, for, you know, within four to six weeks from today, you should see the rollout of ship missions in the mini game. Now the mini game is the in-browser experience that we're delivering early. So people have the ability to utilize their assets and start earning right away. Should still be very fun as well. Danny's put a lot of work into, um, into the design of the ship missions with uh, you know, different ship type requirements. And, uh, but uh, from ship missions, we lead into land development. Uh, that would be the next phase where you can actually place mining equipment or you can place farming equipment and that creates a crafting gameplay loop. Um, following that, we'll have orbital space stations rolling out. And then finally, the, the three-dimensional star atlas, the namesake of the game, which is the map of the, of the universe. And so that will be a WebGL in-browser uh, map with uh, uh, geographic coordinates of all of the assets across the game. So that's all kind of rolling out through the end of this year and into the beginning of next year. Uh, now, concurrently, we're, we're, we're already building an Unreal Engine, though. And we think that we'll, we might have an Unreal Engine experience by the end of this year. Uh, this would be a showroom. So it's kind of multiplayer based. You can enter the showroom, you can complete ship configuration, you can purchase and sell assets on the decks and you can deploy ship missions there, but it's in 3D and uh, possibly VR enabled too. Um, so it's also a place for social interaction. You can wow. join with other people and, and you know, there's not much to do uh, except for configure your ship and, and walk around the showroom, but that would be the first experience. And then, you know, we have a, a longer roadmap ahead of us with Unreal Engine, but the, the core idea is that we can deliver fun gameplay via the web browser and people can start earning um, and start participating in governance and staking and yield generation and DeFi integrations. Um, that, that's all expected to take place, you know, by the end of this year and, and going into January, but Unreal Engine's a much longer road ahead but we will be rolling out iteratively with these modules. Um, so there's new experiences that people can participate in and continue with that earning process. That was a lot. Literally, that was like a massive roadmap. <laughs> Michael, you summed it up in such a such a short amount of time, but I can see like behind that, that is a lot of thousands of hours to do that. That is very ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, um, just to give you some other metrics, kind of circling back to success, you know, we've, um, from the beginning of the year, uh, we had the four co-founders back in December, really. Um, uh, uh, over the course of this year, we've grown the team to uh, approximately 120 people. Now, those are not all internal employees. Uh, we do work with some third-party contractors because we want to expedite development of this game in the short term while we continue to grow um, and scale. Now, through the year, we've also so far generated about $50 million in total revenue um, in eight months, which is pretty amazing for a startup to, to accomplish. But all of that capital, we're just looking at reinvesting right back into the company and, and continuing to grow. So uh, we, we just brought on uh, an amazing new head of HR uh, who's going to help us with all things compliance, international employees with uh, um, talent acquisition, and then you know various perks and things like this. But uh, the talent acquisition side, we are already looking to scale by another 300 to 400% uh, within eight to 12 months. So I'd like to see us with a team of approximately 400 people internally building Star Atlas by this time next year, a little sooner than that. Wow, mind blown. <laughs> Michael, I love, I love the way you paint your vision. 
Um, and I'm going to support you all the way through. That is, Thanks, that is absolutely awesome. But um, I know you're busy, but you know, I wanted to thank you for sharing your time, your story with our community. Uh, and we look forward to hearing you on our stage at our CryptoCom event uh, coming up at the end of this month. But yeah, Michael, thank you. And we'll definitely bring you back on for multiple. If you can spare the time, I know you're super busy. Of course, of course. Anytime, man. I, like I said, I love chatting with you. Um, I just want to mention one thing because you had uh, some reticence about being able to buy one of those five or $10 million ships. Um, I want to point out as kind of a closing point that those ships aren't intended for everybody to own, first and foremost. Those are aspirational, but we see enormous potential in the formation of guilds, large guilds like YGG, you know, who we have a, a great relationship with, 50,000 players, right? And they're looking to purchase these capital assets that are in the millions of dollars range uh, because it provides a home base for them all to operate out of. So, um, even if you're not buying that yourself, Ivan, uh, you know, you can join a guild that can buy one of these bigger assets and, uh, you know, be a dominant force in the metaverse. So we hope you see, we hope, I hope we see you there. You will. I'm, I'm looking at those ships. Uh, I actually know the Yield Guild teams uh, really, really well. Uh, Yield Guild games like Gabby and Barrow, and they are, yeah, yeah. You, you two, you, your team and their team is definitely on a mission. Yeah. I, I, I've taken a number of, um, uh, kind of interviews or AMAs with Gabby. And, and we definitely think very similarly in terms of what is possible here. So I uh, love it. But yeah, Ivan, thank you again, man. Really appreciate the time.